0: We are going to tell the story of The Chronicles of Madison, Story 1, by Lily Boggs. Very, very, very very far away, in a galaxy called Petronia in a planet called Peaceland, where your great, 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 great grandmother was a baby. A very small woman named Madison Lefeet, was sitting in the silence of her office thinking of, of the chemical explosion that changed her so much. Her strength, her stealth, and her size were all over the results of that fateful day. But then her silence was shattered as a young woman, or a young giant from Madison's vantage point, but in the woman's name was carol who was madison's best friend and colleague together they had gone to spy school and together they had graduated the only thing they hadn't done together was go to that explosion but the expression on carol's face madison knew but by the expression on carol's face madison knew she wasn't there to talk about old times he's Carol burst out breathlessly Madison knew that by he she meant sir such an inexpressibly evil man that even the bravest people in Petronia didn't dare speak his name but Madison was braver than that you mean-mean-mean monty Mori is back Madison stuttered in a horrified whisper Carol uttered a little shriek carol then explained how the psd or patronian spy detectives wanted carol to spy on sir i can't do it madison i just can't i will be locked in a death toll dungeon she screamed so fast that madison could barely understand her madison managed to calm carol and said that she would try to teach her to do it she taught her the best she could she taught her how to be more stealthy she taught her the best disguises to wear and what to wear to act like when wearing them. When Carol was falsely reassured, she went away. That would be the last Madison's offer for quite a while. Two days later she heard on the news that Carol Vanchez had been ca- captured by Sir. Madison was so mad at Sir that she went to the PSD to beg her license back. Long story short, she let a stray dog in her office, which happened to be against the rules. That wouldn't have finished her if her dog had if the dog hadn't happened to be very strong and hadn't happened to push the uh, the bureau out the window on passers by, which had happened to have been mister Nero, the boss of PSD, and a very important ambassador. In about thirty days, or forty, she was granted a week long permit considering her experience as a spy. She settled immediately for Monty Mori's secret headquarters. When she arrived at a so-called secret headquarters, which incidentally everybody knew it was, but they were too afraid to enter, she was using a mechanical disguise which looked like a fly and could actually fly. She flew into the secret headquarters right after the last henchwoman. Now, you might think a human-sized fly would raise eyebrows, But she wasn't human-sized. Do you remember many days ago, she was sitting in her office and it said, A small woman. Hmm, that meant super, super small. She proceeded to the meeting room where she settled on a bowl of fruit, as most flies would do if they were real flies. She started to listen. This is what she heard. Now, everybody, let's look for spies. "'Montimori said in a creepy voice. "'A henchman spoke. "'Uh, boss, the fly?' Mori looked down. "'Uh, oh, uh, yes, I didn't know. "'He quickly, he quickly fixed his pants. "'Then a henchman said, "'Speaking of flies, there's a fly right there on the fruit bowl, "'and we're never going to work in an infested place,' "'she said, pointing to Madison.' Yeah, agreed another. Never, then heard a third. Mori looked annoyed. It's not time to talk about infestation. But if you insist, let's talk about your head lice. The henchwoman bypassed red and turned green. No, 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 never mind, she said in a small voice. Oh, but I insist, he said dangerously. Then he engaged in a long speech about how the Headwise probably affected her brain into the stupidity that caused her to care about a single fly. After this, all the hench people made a long search, but to Madison's relief, they did not prevail. Then they started with their plans. Now, Monty Morse said in a quiet but dangerous voice, we are going to be digging holes on the Earth's moon until it is gone. So the weird Earth aliens cannot land on it. Madison now knew their plans, but the door was bolted shut. There were no windows, then she got an idea. She landed on the henchwoman who had been ridiculed earlier, and as Madison both expected and did not expect, she let out a weird screechy shriek that sounded as though like a rusty door was being pried open. After a long series of events, too long to be described scr- here, they opened the door, and she left. The next day, she borrowed a special, shrunken launching suit from Carol's vacant home and set off. Thanks to the high-speed technology, she reached the Earth's moon in an hour. The hunch people had already started. Many holes c- had already covered the whole moon's surface. She took a small gadget that... Had even smaller plate engraved in minute letters that said "Titanium Cord Shooter." She pressed the small copper butto- uh, button, and all of the hench people and Monty, Monty Mori himself were wrapped in titanium coils. She brought them to the P.S.D. and was granted her license back as soon as, as soon as that is. She was visited the ambassador in the hospital and apologized. Then she went to Deathful Dungeon and freed all the captives, including Carol. And all was well with Peaceland and Earth. For a while, anyway. The end. As I've said, this book was... This uh, first story was written by the tell, uh, the uh, Lilybugs. It was a tall tale of how the moon ha- has craters. And, um... Please uh, look for the Chronicles of Madison in any store you find. It is a the, the it's many go, it has many good stories. This was story one uh, by Lily Boggs. Have I am, am H G. Have a nice day.